right. That's right, sir. That was embarrassing. Oh. Yes. 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 Fuck yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Fuck yeah. For some of you may be wondering why you're masked. We do this because immunocompromised people can't leave their fucking homes in the society we've created. And you wearing a mask allows them to go outside and be a part of society. And to tell you how bad uh, they are doing, uh, sometimes they come to the show and they burst into fucking tears because they can't go outside. So that's why we're wearing masks. And then imagine going through all that and we do the same topic. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're going to finally go out there and take a risk and then be like, they did this one. Yeah, this is fucking I drove four bullshit. and a half hours and they did this one it's already. It's the Rube. You had to have known. <laughs> that would have been great. This guy played baseball? They're like, these guys are not doing well. <laughs> oh we're going to start doing that, though. That's yeah. our plan. The, we'll just say we have last, brain fog. last few years, we're just going to do the same ones over. Like, it's like yeah. a band, like a yeah. sad band. But no, we we'll don't. Just, we no, don't it'll even, be sad. We don't no, even, I'm not going to accept sad. it. It'll be sad. Okay, yeah. thank you. I but just, I'm saying, we'll just pretend like we don't. We'll, just, we'll, have, we'll say we have brain fog, which yeah. is technically brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just say we have brain damage, and uh, we can keep doing yeah. just the same. Yeah. We can do the we same can just keep fucking doing the, show Let's just do the dolphin over. one for like 18 months. Let's do it in Vegas. Yeah, every so, e- three, show, three shows a day. Yeah. Well, I'm going, I can't believe this John Z. Lilly motherfucker. That show was 35 <laughs> minutes. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, three. You're eight. listening to The Dollop. This is an American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to a punk. <laughs> Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. It's not cool. It's not cool. Your driver, a punk? A lot of adjectives in the world. Yeah, real jerk-off. I was saying in the back room that we should get two different green rooms and do like Guns N' Roses. He comes from one entrance, I come from the other. We never talk him back. We just see each other on stage... We do the show, and that's it. And he's Axel. The Dollop is brought to you in part by Notion. Hey, maybe for 2023, uh, it's time to get more organized, huh? How's that for a resolution? More organized. And that's why I'm talking to you about a Notion. Uh, it has never been easier to track your goals and follow through with them. I have been using Notion for all podcast organization, uh, and it's made a world of difference when I'm going on tour I, and, and then trying to do you know 
know, keep up with the podcast. I'm making it at the same time. It just gets unwieldy and super complicated. And then I found out about Notion and uh, you can find your own template. You go in there and there's a bunch of different templates for what you want to do. And there was a guy who built templates because he does a bunch of videos fit perfectly for podcasting. And ever since then, everything has been so much more organized. I'm able to manage things just so much easier with Notion, especially now that we have a second podcast, The Pastimes. It's gotten a lot more complicated. With Notion, I got a templates. It's all right there in front of me. It's great. I cannot say enough about it. And it's for everything. Look, if you're starting a new gym routine, if if you want to share a grocery list with a wife, if you're organizing a trip with friends, you got company goals you want to work on, Notion is completely flexible. It's cla- it's a collaborative workspace that helps you make uh, meaningful progress in every part of your life. So look, you can get started in just seconds by choosing from thousands. They got thousands of templates for everything you want to do. And then you can make it your own. You can switch it around and change it up a little bit. They got everything from to-do lists to OKR trackers and just tons more. Notion lets you build the exact system you want so you can work the way you work best. I cannot say enough about how much it has helped me. So look, start your year off right and get organized now with a free Notion account at notion.com slash the dollop. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash the dollop to learn more and get started for free right now. Use our link, support the show. Go right now to notion.com slash the dollop. And we are also brought to you in part by MindBloom. Look, there's no uh, quick fix for anxiety and depression. You can't just switch therapists or, or start a new exercise routine or just, hey, I'm doing meditation now or eating better. That's not how it works. It's a long process of working on yourself. doesn't really ever stop. You don't just arrive one day. But there are certain things. There are certain things that come along that can maybe unlock your brain and give you a new way of thinking and seeing things. And maybe that thing is guided ketamine therapy from MindBloom. Molly uh, is a MindBloom customer, and she said, quote, after 10 years of anxiety, I can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. So look, if you don't live with anxiety or depression, and you can just look at someone and be like, what is going on there? I don't get it. And when are they just going to fix themselves? Well, because it's really hard. And people who are living with this know exactly what I'm talking about. It's hard. You feel like the world is collapsing in on you. And look, MindBloom is there to help. My wife has been a practicing therapist for years. She is a huge fan of MindBloom. Uh, she's seen great progress with her clients with it. So look, MindBloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy. It's for people looking for a new way to treat their anxiety and depression. MindBloom combines science-backed medicine with a guided treatment plan that is both affordable and fast-acting. To start, you take MindBloom online assessment and you schedule a video consultation with a licensed psychiatric clinician. And then if you're approved, you work with MindBloom on your specific treatment plan and you'll be mailed a customized kit complete with medicine, a journal, and treatment materials. After only two sessions, 87% of MindBloom clients reported improvements in depression and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. It's time to enter your next chapter in mental health and well-being. Achieve transformational outcomes with MindBloom. And right now, MindBloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash dollop and use promo code dollop at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash dollop, promo code dollop for $100 off your first six-session program today. That's mindbloom.com slash dollop, promo code dollop. August 15th. 
1924, everything. You're a real son of a bitch, Anthony. Phyllis McAlpine Stewart was born in St. Louis, Missouri to a middle-class Catholic family. McAlpine? McAlpine. Her mother, Dady. Baby? Dady. Dady? Dady. Even worse. Or Daddy. Could daddy. Be daddy. Oh, my Lord. That's how you got to do it. Her I'm mom. I'm Mommy. And I'm Daddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Dady was a college graduate, and she pushed the importance of education, cultural refinement, and family. Okay. So that's nice. Sure. Uh, Dad Bruce. Uh, he, uh, when the crash happened... Um, the cra- okay. Yeah, the economic crash. He, he lost his 25-year Westinghouse job, mm-hmm. uh, so he has no pension now. Uh, he's 51, he's unemployed, and he has two kids. But he refuses to go on the dole because he disapproved of, quote, Roosevelt's war on the free enterprise system and the welfare state he was building. Oh, man. Yeah, well, to each their own. I mean, I've always been a fan of that sort of stuff, but I guess... Oh, if you not want to dying? Or yeah, like getting, yeah. Letting your kids have shoes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, there's some kids out there who don't even have pants. He got a, he got a lower-paying job, however, and then Dady had to get a job as a librarian. Okay. So St. Louis is a... Did you a, just say you're a librarian? Yeah. Yeah, well, shh. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Book lady! Um, St. Louis was a Democratic city, Democratic Party mostly. Is that still like that, or did you guys switch? We're not sure what we're doing! We don't know for sure! We're all kind of lost in this murky life! They all seem to be trying to fuck us! So the Stewart family are staunch Republicans, especially Dad. Um, so Dady makes a deal with a local Catholic school to work as a librarian once a week, and then her daughters could get a free education there. Okay. Uh, so now she's working seven days a week. Oh, shit. But she's don't go on li- the dole. <laughs> yeah. Two librarian gigs. Okay, relax, buddy. Even with this, Dad still controls the family, and his decisions are final. Okay. Classmate of Phyllis, quote, she never went through that silly, giddy stage as a teenager. She was always sort of 17 going on 35. Mm. So an asshole. Those aren't good people. Those are never good people. Hey, do you want to have fun? I'm going to read. Fuck you. <laughs> well, but wasn't part of it that it was like depressed, like her parents, like her mom was always in the library and she was like, oh God, we're stressed out for, I mean, I'm, I don't know her like you do, but no, I, clearly. Well, we're going to, you're going to know very soon. That well, I'll forget about it's her. because there's gonna leave an something wrong with her. <laughs> Phyllis graduated as valedictorian in her class. Why are you mad about that? Of 10 women. <laughs> White women. You'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, can I get there? And yeah, you're gonna get there. And uh, left. What, what happens? And left believing with hard work that she could achieve anything because she graduated as valedictorian of a class of ten fucking white ladies. <laughs> I'll be all right. <sighs> you're gonna get there. Trust me. Well, there, I'd like to get there. Some of them are already there. Well, let us get there. So far, I think she's great. She felt that people who failed were not victims of racism or sexism. They were lazy and undisciplined. Well, I'm moving closer to where you are. 
got a scholarship to Maryville College, but she decided it wasn't challenging enough, so she went to Washington University, even though she said she had to pay. I mean, she lived at her parents' house, so... Back then, if you lived at your parents' house, college cost fucking dick. Like, it's like a $20 fucking tuition at, to go to fucking college back then when you lived with your parents. When I, when I went to school, that, it was nothing. Uh-huh. You could live with your parents and pay like 900 bucks a year. You see, oh. I'm from the 30s. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm at your one-man show. You are. It's not good right now. You're going to have a hard time. I'm only, I'm not even close to... Have we to, done this one before? No. Oh. I'm not I'm even close to that. as angry as I'm going to get. So, <laughs> so it's during World War II, so she gets a job uh, f- test firing guns because she's testing ammunition. Nice. She's working eight-hour night shifts. Of just shooting? That's uh, yeah. nice, Phyllis. Yeah. And she's, Way to go. She's going to school during the day. Oh, I'm so exhausted from shooting all night. <laughs> Me too. She, would pay, she was paid less than the men, but she was fine with that because they had to lift heavy stuff. A quote. She got a master's degree when she was 20. Okay. A professor offered her uh, uh, to get her help find a government job, but she passed as the government was cheating and overburdening the taxpayer. Yep, absolutely. Yep, that's right. You got to save right. the money for the rich. Yep. Yep. Then she went and got a job at a right-wing think tank called the American Enterprise Association. Nice. Nice. And she started writing speeches for congressmen about how great the free enterprise system was. Mm-hmm. And is. <laughs> You're living it. Writing speeches for congressmen uh, and trying to bring uh, organization to different conservative groups, trying to bring them together to hate like one thing. Yeah, get focus the yeah focus yeah. it. Get which is for the laser problem. beam a of, of a, what about trans people? You got to yeah, focus them. Yeah, right. She uh, lasted a year and then she decided to go back to St. Louis. Okay, well that's like the, how that's sad. Damn, she was out but she came back. That sucks. <laughs> she tried. So she. Because she was doing speeches and working um, on, on, with congressmen, she becomes a campaign manager for a guy running for a U.S. House seat um, for about a year, and uh, he doesn't win, and then she goes to work at a bank. Uh, she's also a librarian at the bank. Mm. Librarian at the bank, because I don't know. That is, it, <laughs> it's not as interesting as I think it could. You know, it's like, uh, there's, it's just quite a wild existence. Got any stories? No. <laughs> nope, not anything, honestly. Uh, she was also a speechwriter for bank officers. Hmm. And then she started writing the company newsletter. One little, I'll just take a little sentence. Quote, before the meaning of freedom was debased by neoliberals, freedom and responsibility went hand in hand. The left wing rejects Ronson's responsibility as too harsh. Yep. She was 24. Nice. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah. And to this what day... What a wild person. To this day, if you're young in your 20s and you write stuff right wing, you get success. Yeah. No matter if you're writing in a newsletter or if you're a school paper. Mm-hmm. 
So 39-year-old rich lawyer, Fred Schlafly. I seriously, what's his name? Fred Schlafly. Fred Schlafly. Schlafly, that's right. Oh, did I hear a murmur of understanding? (laughs) (laughs) People opening their wrists. So he reads this newsletter that the bank is sending out, and he is fucking... Who did this? He is like, this is amazing. I'll just rip through my lawyer suit. And he lives in Alton, Illinois, and he wow. drives what? all the way to St. Louis to meet the dude who is writing this amazing stuff. That is fucking crazy. Where are you going? Shut up, I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> This guy's brilliant. Shit, I can't see the road well at all. (laughs) I'm on the lawnmower. And it turns out he is a she. Mm. And it is love at first sight. They start sending love letters back and forth, which are filled with political talk, hating on liberals, and fear of communism. As you do when you're in love. I want to get the red menace away from your pussy. (laughs) There is a pill for that now. (laughs) I mean, we're just starting, Dave. We're just starting. I don't know. We're just starting. You're going in hard. I mean, you really... (laughs) I am. You're in the paint right now, going... (laughs) We've never been here. I've literally saved this topic until I came here. Uh, So They get married nine months later Nice She she leaves her job Quote Fred rescued me from the life of a working girl So they lived in Alton, Illinois Now I've run into it a couple times Is Is it just a rich asshole area Alton? It's not? Is it liberal? What the fuck is it? It's, it's conservative. Oh, it's boozers and heroin addicts and baby fuckers. That you're starting, nobody's making half of the gestures I, you just I, came up with. I know, but I can feel it. I feel the vibe. All of those what? All of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. See? I was baby right. fuckers? Yep, baby fuckers. You're co signing, uh, okay. I believe if you drive into Alton, it says, Welcome to the town of baby fuckers, right there on a big sign. I'm pretty sure I've never been there. Okay. Well, I could just be making it up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. So um, they would marry, they would go on to have six kids. Um, so the four boys were, uh, she raised them to be very high achievers. She really pushes them as she was pushed. Uh, the four boys were taught career is the most important thing. Sure. And uh, the two girls are taught that career comes second to family. Mm-hmm. Right. As we all know. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Phyllis uh, soon becomes one of Alton's civic leaders. And in 1951, the local Republican chairman comes to the House to try to get Fred to run for Congress. Okay. And Fred's like, I, I don't want to do it. I don't have any interest in being in the government. And the very frustrated Republican chairman says, uh, what about Phyllis? And Phyllis is like, yeah, I'll run for Congress. Okay. So she runs for Congress at the age of 27. Wow. She's the first woman to ever run in the district. 
Um, oh boy. She she crushes the other Republican in the primary. And the St. Louis Globe Democrat writes, quote, the attractive Alton housewife and political scientist Deluxe Whoa. scored an impressive triumph. Mm-hmm. In the story, she was pictured in an apron frying an egg. This with, is your brain on Democrat. With the caption, Miss Phyllis Schlafly cooks her husband's breakfast Wednesday morning after winning the nomination. She doesn't let political successes interfere with her wifely duties. Oh, good Lord. Good God. I'm, I'm going to be a congresswoman. Where are the eggs? <laughs> it's never happened from here before. Over media. God, shut well, up. Let me then. tell you something, Phyllis. If you win tomorrow, yes? when I get up at 6 a.m., yes? I better have a goddamn plate of bacon and okay. eggs and toast. Okay. Or so help me God, uh-huh. I will fucking kill you and all uh, of these children. Oh. <laughs> Classic us. Of course it'll be ready. Good Lord. Mwah. Love you so much. In May the- I feel something tonight too, darling? Uh, no! Okay. How dare you? There you go. All right. Just, I'll just. <laughs> you will go to your grave without knowing an orgasm like oh. God intended. Well, even if you went inside, I still would too, hon. <laughs> in the general election, she made headlines around the country. A 28 women are running in the country, but she is young and a housewife. Mm-hmm. The five-term incumbent, who's a Democrat, Melvin Price, initially does not take her seriously. Quote, Phyllis is a smart girl, but perhaps a little immature. Uh-huh. Dick Nixon comes to speak at a rally. Burr. She is... Could I get a continental? <laughs> no, wait. Three-egg omelet. She's super uh, anti-communist and wrote that the atom bomb is, quote, a marvelous gift that was given to our country by a wise god. (laughs) By a wise god? By God. Here you are. There you go. So so she loves nukes. What's not to love? Awesome. She's a huge supporter of Joseph McCarthy. Nice. She's great. Loves his anti... relax. Wisconsin hometown hero. (laughs) Guy's awesome. Uh, loves his anti-commie hearings. Phyllis hated communism and said if it kept advancing the way it was, the U.S. Be- would be communist by 1970. Oh, fucking oh. A. Wish. God, if only she'd been right. And that Price didn't see how dangerous communism was. At the end, Price would not go on stage with her or shake her hand because he wow. hated her so much. Wow. And he wanted a landslide. Okay. Later that year, she was the keynote address speaker at the Illinois Republican Convention where she got a standing ovation. Of course. She was now a new voice for the right. In 1957, Phyllis and Fred created a Catholic anti-communist organization because the existing Christian anti-communist crusade refused to admit Catholics. Wow. I mean... How, fi- like, you're like, look, you're close to right, but you're still off a little bit. <laughs> Just, your, your God's a little crazy, honestly. We got it right. So good. Yeah. 
So they created. You sound crazy. <laughs> God. So they created the Cardinal Men's and Tea Foundation, educating Americans why communism was against God's wishes and how to fight it. Yeah. And well, really that's why cap- God gave us the nuke. The what? The nuke, the nuclear, the That's right. Yeah. God gave us the nuke yeah, to God stop like, the... Here you go. I was resting for a while, but here's a new thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Use it. Is a baby and a big boy. <laughs> and Cardinal Min uh, Zinti, I think he was a Hungarian uh, cardinal who got uh-huh. uh, tortured and murdered by communists. What's happening? Uh... What? Tortured huh? and murdered by communists? Who, the, the cardinal? The cardinal, yeah. That's okay. why they named it after him. Because like, look how bad communism is. Uh, I'm okay. sure he was up to something bad. Yeah. Communists oh, have on. never Catholics? hurt anybody. Relax. What have communists hurt anybody? She made speeches as the national defense chairman of the Daughters of the American Revolution. If you don't know what the, daughter, if the Daughters of the American Revolution are, they were an organization created by uh, the, uh, right, the, the Confederates losing wives to uh, establish that they weren't that bad, and that oh, they were all good. So the and PR, the, the PR, PR, a PR machine to make it so um, those ideas never went away, and they didn't. And no. now that's and one of the reasons yeah. we are where we are. Yeah. Wow, um, that's so cool. So on the on the uh, when she was out giving speeches and stuff, she was very often nursing one of her babies. Um, Phyllis said, quote, I would always find a woman who would be glad to watch my baby in a buggy rather than listening to speeches. Wait, what did she say? She said she, it, she was always able to find a woman to watch her baby instead of listening to her speeches. Okay. Like saying that's more important. She's right. Giving the... Right. The uh, Min Zinti Foundation grew after JFK won. And now it reached, uh, they reached ten thousand, tens of thousands of people with their re-education camps known as seminars. Wow. She was moving up the ranks of the Republican Party and was elected to the Illinois Federation of Republican Women. Federation? It's like yeah. Starfleet? Jesus, what's going on here? That's her giving a speech to she, try Why is she to... wearing cow inseminating gloves? Don't worry about that. How big do those need to be? <laughs> the fuck is going on? There you go. All right, nice. Good Lord. What, is she handling the nuclear materials? I hope so. <laughs> Republicans, uh, Republicans at this time had a liberal wing and a conservative wing wow. in their party. Conservatives were the minority and liberals were the majority. Wow. And Phyllis believed that an elite cabal of liberal GOP members were controlling the party and forcing liberal candidates on them constantly. Mm-hmm. And then they'd lose because of that because... She wants to move the party to the right. <laughs> she believes they were fighting for four freedoms. Freedom to keep our religious heritage, freedom from obscenity, freedom from criminal attack, and freedom from communist conspiracy. Isn't that basically what it is today? Yes. <laughs> it's fucking amazing that it's yeah. still like, look, they're coming for us. <laughs> well, look out. Put on your inseminating mittens. <laughs> In 1963, the St. Louis Globe Democrat named her as its Woman of Achievement. Wow. She, quote, stands for everything that has made America great. Oh, my God. And those things which will keep it that way. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. (laughs) 
She can fry an egg. Yeah. She was also a huge fan of racist Arizona Senator Barry Goldwater. And she wants him to get the nomination in 64. She's pushing for it. She has a bust of Barry Goldwater at home in her living room. She has a bust? A bust. I thought you were saying a bust, first of all. There's a bust. Holy shit. She's like, Barry Barry Goldwater bust. In her living room. Fuck. Like a fucking... (laughs) Like an idol. Like a... Like, that is just a psychopath. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, no. <laughs> Kids, we're all going to go look at the bust. Come on now. All right, rub Barry's head, and then we'll go eat eggs. For good luck. So she, she writes and self-publishes a, a book called A Choice, Not an Echo. It is about the Republican liberal kingmakers in the GOP who are choosing candidates right. that are too similar to Democrats. So that's so she's right. That, if you can imagine, if you can imagine in a in in America, a party choosing candidates that are too similar to the other side and they keep losing. Mm-hmm. That's what she's talking about. If you can imagine something well, like that happening, to be fair, then if you can just help give fifteen dollars today. It sells three million copies. Oh fuck! No advertising. It's all word of mouth. Oh, mostly Lord. sounds mini- like an echo. Mostly ministers. <laughs> mostly ministers passing it out at, at church and stuff, <laughs> and, and the John Birch Society passing it out. Oh, so wow. people like that, they get it, and they're all passing it out. The U.S. press rips it apart. The Minneapolis Tribune quote: "Anyone who sees so much duplicity in her fellow man." So much evil in the hearts of national leaders, so many plots and conspiracies, must be a sorely troubled, unhappy person. But then right at this time, I mean, that's basically what plays out in the Republican nomination with Rockefeller and these guys. I mean, basically someone has to drop out late, and then they kind of have to pick someone, and it turns to shit show, and she's like, see? And so it happens, and more people read the book. So it becomes more... more Popular and also more people are like, right, it's pressure, she's right. right. Um, so she is a big part of why, writing this book, why Barry Goldwater gets the GOP nomination. Smart, too. But then she's not given a job on the national campaign because once he wins, his Arizona people want him to appear more moderate and right. get away from her. Right. Uh, so he gets crushed. Uh-huh. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. So she burned a lot of bridges during the Goldwater campaign. Not a lot of people in the GOP like her. And they want to get rid of her. They want to push her out. Okay. Nuke her. But she had become, yeah. But she has become the, um, the VP of the National Federation of Republican Women. And she's brought a bunch of women into the party with the book. And now she wants to be president. So, Nice. Holy shit. That was fast. Usually it's a totally uncontested race. Like it's just, oh, this is the most popular woman and we're just, we'll, we'll give it to her. Um, but the Republicans don't want her, so they put up 63-year-old Gladys O'Donnell <laughs> to run against her. So she's like connecting, like Phyllis is like connecting with, and they're like, here you go, go. Yeah, what win, about this? Win. Gladys was often described as mild and accommodating. That's right. This is my mild friend Gladys. Hello. Would you like a snack? So they ask Phyllis to drop out for party unity, and they also start writing articles telling her to drop out, and Phyllis says, it just all plays in her hands. She says the party men, quote, know they can control Gladys O'Donnell, and they know they can't control me. Oh, stop it. (laughs) 
So the party has closed door meetings to plot against Phyllis. <laughs> they move the convention date uh, so they can promote Gladys more and get more people to know, they push to know it, Gladys. Right, yeah, right. Uh, they move the actual convention from Orange County in California, where everyone loves Phyllis, to D.C. They rule the new president has to live in an apartment they bought in D.C., which is a one-bedroom, and Phyllis has six kids. <laughs> Wow, that's an amazing one. <laughs> well, I just have the cats. Won't be tough for me. Oh, just you've me. got the six kids. Well, unfortunately, you won't be able to pass that threshold, will you? I only have the 18 cats. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. In my hat. Cats and cats, that's my deal. <laughs> Shouldn't have fucked so much, hey? You liked it. You wanted to do it Republican style. That's right. So there's the they have a convention. This uh, group, mm-hmm. the Federation, whatever the blah 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 women. Federation um, of Republican Women. And which sounds um, like Starfleet, sort yeah, it of. Really does. And looks like an alien from Starfleet a little <laughs> bit. If you be me down. Now. Prophilus delegates are denied entry. They like check their IDs and kick them out. Okay. Wow. Fuck. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's just so reminiscent. But it's like it's not. I mean, unfortunately, that only makes these people more appealing in a yeah. way. You know what I mean? Right. The Washington Star wrote there were quote riotous scenes of booing, weeping, and teeth gnashing. Biblical Bible Look, fine, you can come in, settle down. Relax over there. Have some nice table cheeses. Phyllis said the voting machines uh, oh, needed to be tested <laughs> by auditors, uh. an, an independent auditor, and then they shut down the machines before the guy could audit them. Wow. Fuck. Just the guy running and grabbing the court. No, it's fine! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we still use the same machines today. <laughs> yes, we do. Jesus. Gladys won. Oh, Phyllis frames it as men controlling the party while women have to do all the work. <laughs> After NFRW's membership fell by half. Okay. Phyllis now started a newsletter, the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Oh, what a great name. Many who had left the uh, NFRW signed up for her newsletter, and then Schlafly Clubs started popping up around Schlafly the country. Clubs. Blech. She began training right-wing women how to affect change. Oh, boy. How to get your message across on TV, how to launch effective letter-writing campaigns, how to testify at public hearings, etc. She also held workshops on what to wear for TV. Oh, boy. She encouraged physical fitness because, quote, television puts 20 pounds on you. She presented a daily workout routine for women to do and wow. gave prizes to the woman who lost the most weight between conferences. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, the weigh-in must have been awesome. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. You stand over there in the pie line. What? I lost 20 pounds by taking my hat off. <laughs> uh, 
you will notice today that all of the blonde Republican women are always very skinny when they go on the news. Yeah. Or even when you watch the news. It's the same fucking model. All the Tory, whatever her name, Tory, the ass clown from uh, Wyoming. What's her name? The ass clown from Wyoming. That's that's hard to... What's her name? Tory... Tawny. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all. They're all... They all all have the same sort of... Come out of the same model. Um, So Phyllis runs for Congress again in 1970. Now, the reason she runs is because she thinks Nixon is liberal. (laughs) Well, to be fair, by today's standard, no, honestly, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've got to protect the environment. You fucking commie. What? We're all, I'm like out of my mind, but we need a planet. Shut the fuck up, psycho. Like, I'm a lunatic, but come on. <laughs> and she hopes her campaign will help drag him to the right. Um, the Dem was a seven-term incumbent who refused to debate her. She ran that, ads. That's, I mean, that's also so fucking stupid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. Um, she ran ads by Gerald Ford and uh, John Wayne. I mean, it's always so funny. You're always like, yeah, this is an evil woman. And then, and then, you, then the media's like, yeah, she's a woman. Fuck her. Like, it's always... Like, yeah, you're in between this place of like, right, she's a woman, but then don't... Oh, God, you guys are fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always... It's always the same. Like, they just pick the worst picture, and woman stirs hopes of geo... Woman. Just, random woman doing bad things out there. <laughs> woman. Her dem opponent labeled her, an egghead, labeled her an egghead of, quote, all her degrees and breeding and books. I mean, what the fuck... Why can't you... I don't know. That's just... There's, like, better ways to beat her than to just be like, she's just reading a lot and having babies. <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> he once said, quote, who thinks my Harvard-educated opponent ought to quit attacking my foreign aid votes and stay at home with her husband and six kids? Jesus Christ. Hello. Shh. She did it again, and this is the campaign. She did it again. She took another fucking picture of herself in front of a fucking stove. She lost. If she had won, we might be better off. The Equal Rights Amendment is, proposed, uh, is a proposed constitutional amendment that would guarantee equal rights for all Americans. It was first introduced to Congress in 1923. It has been every, reintroduced every year annually, but not passed. In the 40s, the labor, labor unions opposed it, saying it would end protective legislation for women. But in 1970, a new push began, and Richard Nixon supported it. Polls showed most Americans supported it. So it passed Congress in 1972. Only three-fourths of the states had to ratify the ERA in seven years for it to become part of the Constitution. And many did. Sometimes debate in a legislature would be just 10 minutes, 30 states ratified it in a year. It was really, really popular. Only eight more states were needed. Here we go. (laughs) And Phyllis had very little interest in it. Hmm. She thought the ERA was innocuous and mildly helpful. And then a friend came to her and asked her to debate a feminist about it. And she said, I have no idea what it is, but I'll read up on it. Uh Uh-oh. There goes that reading again. Quote, I knew from the start I had found enough seriously wrong with the ERA to stop it. 
Uh-oh. Well, here we go. Mixing ingredients, sure, for a cake. But races for equality? I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, the ERA, by the way, would only apply to government jobs. It's not for private. Wow. It's just for the government. And still, she's like, no. Phyllis quickly created the Stop ERA Movement. Stop was an acronym for oh, nice. Stop Taking Our Privileges. I don't, I don't think it's okay for the first, for your acronym's first word to be the acronym. I think that's an acronym faux pas. I know there's more going on, but to be like, stop. It stands for stop taking... Wait, what's the first... Stop. And the acronym, also stop. (laughs) (laughs) Have you worked a little harder? Listen to me. No, we tried a bunch of shit. Stop made the most sense. Stop. It stands for stop. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the stop era. If you start walking down the street, you'd be like, oh, poof. I'm a little confused. Look at that earnest face. We just need to keep it real white. I'm sorry. Stop. Yeah, the first word, stop. Quote, the family is the basic unit of society which is ingrained in the laws and customs of our Judeo-Christian civilization and is the greatest single achievement in the history of women's rights. I mean... (laughs) It It assures a woman the most precious and important right of all, the right to keep her own baby. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm making what? a words up. What is she I, saying? I'm just saying shit. What? Didn't she say she just read a bunch and learned like how? To, she's like, look, they're trying to take your baby. Excuse me? I have to go. <laughs> Can I ask you a follow-up? Stop. <laughs> they're taking your babies. If women are being paid the same amount for while they for, work for, for while they work at, uh, at the DMV at the DMV, how are you? They going to keep their babies? Next thing you know, you're just working for the government, and then you'd have no babies. It's pretty clear. That's what equality will do. Stop it stands for stop. Take stop. God wouldn't have made the family if He wanted you to. Stop. 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 This country was founded upon... We were the first ones here. Stop. Would God have allowed this country to be founded on the owning of other people if he wanted to... Fuck. Stop. 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 God damn it. Stop. The family is a thing that you used to be able to buy and separate. You could sell the kids. Hold on. No, no, no. Stop. Fuck. You make babies and you sell them for profit down the river to other fuck. Fuck. Stop. God damn it. I got pregnant six times without insertion by wearing inseminating mittens. Stop. She said, the ERA would force women's colleges to admit men. 
end women's protective labor laws, which she really fucking cared about. Yeah, for sure. What she's talking about is a thing from earlier about men having to lift up heavier things. Right, right, right. That's what she's talking about. Yeah. She's saying women will all have to lift. Yeah, all you'll have, to, have lift. to lift. You'll big. all have to lift heavy stuff. Okay, imagine is that. Is that what you want? Can picture it. Your backs will hurt. End the traditional family. Mm-hmm. That's it. Abs- it's equal. How? How? Like, no, I- no more men and women marrying. Imagine. Everything's equal now. You have to marry someone with a vagina. <laughs> it's equal. How, how does that even... <laughs> Families will literally stop existing. <laughs> How? Stop. Now, listen. Shut the fuck up. No. No. End alimony and child support. There'll be no more alimony. Why? I didn't stop. I'm not answering any more questions. Just shut the fuck up. Catholics would have female priests. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh, dear. <laughs> Who will molest the children? Yeah. <laughs> That could lead to adult fucking. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. We'd have to come up with a whole bunch of new silly hats. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. Stop. You imagine women around these fucking Catholics? Oh, dear. Hasidic Jews would have men and women sitting together. I like, I, I like that she is staunchly Christian, and she's like, and the, for the, the Jews who are super wrong, super way off base, they'll be sitting together. The people who killed Jesus will get to sit together. Imagine. They'll be his sitting Jews. And there's a bunch of these, but my favorite is one she said to Barbara Walters. Oh, God. In child custody cases, quote, the mother and father would each get half of the children. Oh, my God. What? Split them right down the middle. King Solomon's court. I guess you, uh, for this one, I'll take the legs and the junk. Oh, I'd rather just go down the middle, like a grilled oh, cheese. the middle. Yeah. Yes, sandwich style. Okay. There we are. I didn't think about that. We each get a leg and an arm. (laughs) That's perfect. Look at that. Lovely. Mm-mm-mm. We'll split the kids. Now, those aren't even the parts of the bill that upset her the most. Oh, fuck. She was very upset that women would now get drafted. Same-sex couples could get married... Gays would have the same married rights as heteros, including adoption, unisex bathrooms. If you pass the ERA, the bathrooms are all going to be the same fucking thing. Men will know we shit. It's all going to be urinals. Men will finally know we're shitting in there. Is that what you want? (laughs) We've covered it up for this long and we should keep that going. Nothing comes out. And if it does, it's like bunny poo. You can eat it in a pinch. (sighs) You foolish people. This is a Pandora's box. 
Most importantly, legalized abortion because women would have the same right to not be pregnant like men. How dare you? Which my uncle, I mean, uh, my uncle was a big uh, anti-abortion guy right here in the state of Missouri, and weirdly, he didn't come to the fucking show. It would be so great if he was like, I did. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Ted. <laughs> oh, Dave, come home, buddy. We love you. Remember when you gave $10,000 to uh, uh, a, a televangelist and then had to live in a tent in your mom's backyard? I paid to live in a tent. Good job, Ted, you fucking genius. Those were some of the best years of my life in that mom yard. <laughs> that was awesome. And you know what we did? We solved the problem. What was the problem? That there were too many men named Ted with homes. <laughs> Ted tents are popping up all over. Though. Ted tents. It's a Ted city. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. So all of her arguments are fucking garbage. Right. Yeah, make no sense. And she's saying that to Barbara Walters, and she's like, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> what an interesting take. The New York Times explained Phyllis's opposition, quote, it would take away the special protection of the Christian tradition of chivalry offered women. Oh, for fucks. I mean, it is so fucking, it's just, uh, this fucking religious, it just, it, Good God. Like, look, it's fine. If you want to read Snow White in your house, go fucking do it. Enjoy it. But you cannot be fucking legislating. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you. Sh it's got to stop. At what point are you just like, look, you can believe in the man up there who looks like old Matthew McConaughey and Mandels and Tevas and is eating Gorp all the time and created all the animals. You can do that. 
But when it comes to how we're going to live as a society, shut your fucking mouth. You have no... I have to because he's up there telling me to do it. Yeah, well, uh, shut the fuck up. I don't, how about that? He made me. Cash me outside. That's what you just got to say. Yeah, and that's the, yeah, that's the other part. What a horrendous part of Christianity. And um, everyone has to also join. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You know, if I'm trying to save you so you can go to the penthouse. I just want to see you up there with your friends and family. We're going to brunch forever. <laughs> it would take away the special protection the Christian tradition of chivalry offered women, the right to be supported and protected by men. Oh, my God. What a right. And uh, by the way, this is an era where men are just such shit. I mean, not that that has ended, but men are shitbags. What are you talking about? It's not like it's just like, without you, where would we be? They're like, this supper's cold. I'm drunk at four. Oh, God. Do you remember the era when men were, were shitbags? Uh, if we're not careful, men will turn evil on us. Shut the fuck up in there. Sorry, hon. Assume the Republican position. I'm coming in. Oh, well, not. He means the room. That's it. A letter. That's the lamp, hon. That's the lamp. Oh, we need a new shade. A letter sent to Ohio legislators said professional women pushing the ERA could get whatever they wanted, but, quote, we, the wives and working women, need you, dear senators and representatives, to protect us. Please, hold us back. Please, save us from ourselves. And Phyllis said true freedom for women came from, quote, the American free enterprise system. (laughs) Absolutely, baby. Like in uh, uh, slavery times. (laughs) She tried to frame liberation as the real form of bondage and said traditional gender roles were actually freeing for women. Quote. Yep, that's so true. Yeah. Women libbers view the home as a prison and the wife and mother as a slave. The women libbers don't understand that most women want to be a wife, mother, and homemaker and are happy in that role. Oh, my God. So the first state, the Oklahoma legislature voted against the ERA. And then Illinois. And then Ohio. Man, oh, man. And then Nevada. Oh, boy. And then Louisiana. I can hate. In 1975, Phyllis created the Eagle Forum to oppose women's lib. The Eagle Forum. It's just so fucking. It like you said. It's just dumb. It's dumb. This eagle. Like if it's you dumb. love the eagle, shouldn't we like preserve nature? Ah, fuck you. We Nature's for oil rigs. Yeah. Like what will what will happen when the bald eagle goes extinct? What are we? I mean, what are we, we're gonna have like three, and we'll be like, look at them, beautiful freedom. Shame they can't breathe anymore. <laughs> Just with oxygen tanks, like, let freedom ring. Drink from your oil river like it's Wonka water. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like freedom, huh? Can't go outside between nine and nine, but oh, man. Whoo! <laughs> so remember, she had been training all these women... And so now stop ERA branches 
were everywhere, and they were running themselves. They were running their own actions. They had their own leaders. They were making their own decisions. She would because t- because it's so vacuous. It's like you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want in a way, like whatever, right? Yeah, it's a very it, like you can also just make up. Like that's there, what I mean. There's no thing where someone's like, you can't say that. Yeah, because that's what it's I mean. all fucking whatever dumb. works. Can, you could just be yeah. like, yeah, it's jazz, baby. Like whatever's working, <laughs> we'll figure it out once the people start smiling, baby. <laughs> They would go to state legislatures with baked goods. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, I don't know. I did believe that we were all equal, and then I had this delicious pecan nut cookie. (laughs) Well, whatever. I guess you're right. We need to stop what we're doing. Home-baked bread. Quite a cake. Ah, fuck it. Home-baked bread with the slogan, from the bread makers to the bread winners. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God damn it. Do you we see? like white bread the best. Feminists portrayed Phyllis' followers as... Im- now, this is where the Uh-oh. left always fucks up. Feminists portrayed Phyllis' followers as impressionable women being led astray. Instead of just, they're also fucking evil. Yeah. They're all bad. But many were educated and believed God had ordained women to care for the family while men earned money. <sighs> Others were tired of all the change of the 60s. So Phyllis starts testifying in state legislatures against the ERA. Thousands are coming to her rallies. Nobody knows how she's doing it. But she's already set up this huge infrastructure, she's this huge something system. something in the baked goods. And so she can reach out to tons of women at once. Email. And the, all the politicians are like, how's she doing that? Facebook. <laughs> Twitter. (laughs) So the tide turns against the ERA. In Arkansas, the bill was heavily favored, and then Phyllis testified. Afterwards, it was defeated. Hmm. So uh, people are just like, you're the worst. Her arguments are absurd. Feminists, so feminists can't argue with her because the shit she's saying is batshit crazy. Uh, That's like the James Brown lyric, you don't know karate, but you know crazy. We're like, (laughs) I can't defend what you're doing. Like, yeah, kick and punch and machine. You're like, I'm trained in martial arts. A booklet was put out trying to tell feminists how to debate Phyllis. Because again, she just says shit and you don't know what to do. And she says it with a confident manner and mm-hmm. you're just like what i'm sorry and um the pamphlet said quote don't sound antagonistic or hostile realize that disruptive audience behavior works for her rather than against her she is cool under attack and she's good at it she knows all of her answers mm. feminist betty Friedan debated phyllis in 1973 so phyllis said there weren't more women in congress because they didn't want to do the work and were too busy having babies. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> She's just saying shit. I mean, yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> uh, Friedan snapped, quote, I consider you a traitor to your sex, an Aunt Tom. I want to burn you at the stake. <laughs> That's the problem. Overcooking as usual. Man, that and, is great. That and, comes out, you're like, ah, oh, man, it felt good, but probably not the best. And she's 100% right. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's the irate anger right. that they bring up in you because they are fucking batshit crazy. Right, yeah. 
Phyllis calmly burn you at the stake. Phyllis calmly looked back at her and said, "Quote: I'm glad you said that because it just shows the intemperate nature of proponents of the ERA." Uh, and that's how she won that debate. Uh, but man, it would have been fucking great to just follow it up with action. Yeah. Ooh. Burn you at the stake. So it's not like you accidentally like let a word slip. You're just like, now you are a witch woman. <laughs> Burn her. <laughs> Damn it. So well. because because she seemed cool and collected, and feminists are getting upset because they have a righteous anger. Mm-hmm. She seems as though she's the cool, calm one, and she keeps winning, and now the feminists... So nobody's listening to anything she's saying. They're just, like, very calm. Well, the feminists, because they're acting up, right, are looking like the extremists now. Mm-hmm. Which is what you should be... So it's blurry. ...in a situation with a psycho. You're having the correct response to yeah, right. So Phyllis, hold, Phyllis still holds. In America, her views are extremist, and the feminist views are More mainstream. mainstream. right. Phyllis is 100% in a massive minority at this point. Well, she doesn't like minorities. <laughs> so she hates herself. Hmm. Now, this is where this picture comes in. If the media had ignored her, the ERA would have passed. But instead, oh, fuck. they had to give equal time Ugh. To this opposing viewpoint. Always. Well, that's rational. Now let's hear some crazy bullshit. What do you got? Well, it's nuts, but here we go. I'd love to use my three minutes to talk about recipes and god lore. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bonkers. Well, there we go. You decide. What the fuck? This is nuts. Right? So she's a huge minority view, and they treat her. It's just, it's exactly like climate change, right? Yeah, right. Very rational. Now the person who thinks he's a car. Thank you. So Phyllis becomes a huge media star. Oh, fuck. She's regularly on uh, TV. She goes on, um, goes on Phil Donahue. She's on all the talk shows constantly. She's <laughs> making the same points and the same speeches over and over again. And it's just free right. television time. But it's also, is it also what we do now, which is like, you're just, I mean, you're good for, because we all, you elicit a reaction, you're good for ratings, basically. I, I, yes, but I would say it's different. Phil Donahue would actually sit down and have a long conversation with you. Now they would say, what are your four beats? And you would spew them out, and right. then they get someone to yell at you. So right. it's like been reduced. But, yeah, right. But even then, it was still the same. She was saying her same speeches. Right. He's very feminist at this point, right. but he is letting her on the fucking show to talk. Spreading her. Because it's media. Right, right. It's just a shit show. Right. Um, so Phyllis got a five-year radio deal. <laughs> National radio show. Good Lord. Having a strong leader made it seem like the anti-ERA movement uh, was organized and unified more than it actually was. And Phyllis is also framing her side as the little guys fighting the establishment, which mm-hmm. essentially she is because she's in the right. minority. Her rallies would have skits and special effects and refreshments. Oh, the skits. Like they had a they had like a congressman jump up dressed up as a gorilla. It's just all this crazy shit. What? I don't know. <laughs> she's also she's on almost every fucking literally every national TV show, every radio show. She speaks at five hundred colleges uh, like in two years. Wow. She usually started with quote, "I'd like to thank my husband for letting me be here tonight." I always like to say that because that makes the libs so mad. <laughs> 
I mean, it really is like the platform is triggering. Yes. I mean, it really, you're just like, my husband allowed me to be here. That pisses them off. That's the goal. They're just fucking trolls. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. (sighs) Exhausted. Oh, fuck. (sighs) (sighs) We're going to hand out towels in a minute. You can wrap them around your necks. Then there's going to be a Gatorade break where we can all hydrate. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck. She told her audiences the ERA was an attempt by lesbians, radical, and federal employees. What the fuck? We don't know how they met up, but they did one fateful night in the forest. In darkness. Letters sealed with wax. Get this to the lesbians and the federal employees. Hurry, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You may all remove your hooded cloaks. Yeah. Lesbians, federal employees, welcome to the council of pushing through the ERA. The goal is to shit together in unisex bathrooms, shower like in starship troopers. We will reach our goal. Oh, God. It's just, it's just, if she had said this and then everyone just laughed at her, it would have yeah. all ended. You know what I mean? If yeah. she said, if she said lesbians rather because of federal employees and everyone's just like, it would go away. Yeah. But instead, people are like, they are meeting. <laughs> Very interesting. An attempt by lesbians, radicals, and federal employees to create a constitutional cure for, the lace, for their laziness and personal problems. Like, what? Are you, I mean, what are you even saying? <laughs> it's just well, been they, said for so long that it's like, right. They do right. think, you know, capitalists like this believe that people who don't work are lazy. They also right. believe that socialists aren't lazy, are lazy. Right. The funniest thing was I made a crack at Mark uh, Cuban on Twitter and he said, well, you need to just get a job. And then I said, why don't you fucking go Google my IMDb page? <laughs> And then, and then he just deleted his tweet and moved on. <laughs> but that's what they think, right? Socialists don't work. No, there's a fucking ton of us that work, bitch, and we're going to work harder, and then mousy tongue. So, uh, <laughs> I know people are like, the more this goes on, I'm like, they had, they had some pretty good ideas. That- <laughs> dude, hit this, and Mal was right, dude. Hold it in, dude. You- Fucking dude. Do you want to go to a forest meeting cloaked in shadows tonight, dude? No. Dude, we're gonna go meet some fucking lesbians and federal employees, dude. <laughs> Get out this covered wagon, bro. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Man. So it's like the Warriors. Radical. (laughs) So because this was an issue of the right, the issue of bathrooms rose up. God damn it. Much like they said during desegregation that black men would be committing sex acts on white women and children in bathrooms. (sighs) 
Now the integration of bathrooms would lead to sexual violence against white women and children because of the Equal Rights Amendment. Or as we call it, the same thing they are doing with trans people now. This is an actual uh, uh, page from one of their pamphlets, and it says, making all facilities co-ed, question mark at top, and if you read the bottom line, do you want the sexes fully integrated oh my like God. the races? So they're just putting out there who they are. Yeah. Straight up. So there are cartoons of gay and lesbian marriages, images of men dressed as women or women dressed as men. So these pamphlets are just all full of this shit. Right. A reporter asked Phyllis what she would do if one of her kids turned out to be gay. And Phyllis said, quote, that would be impossible. (laughs) Her son John came out as gay in 1992. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, oh, I mean, you have six kids. The odds of one, pretty good. Oh, that must have been pretty difficult. I'm sorry, I didn't understand you. Mom, don't kill me. Hmm? Seriously, don't kill me. Hmm? I... Yes? I don't... Uh-huh. Like... Yes? Women. I'm not attracted to... I don't like women either. (laughs) That's... Okay, that's a bad... Right, I agree. We're on the same page. Okay, that's a bad way to start Don't say anything else. Eat this muffin. Put this muffin in your mouth. I have put muffins... Okay, that's... Two. I've put two muffins in my mouth. Okay. And a loaf. Uh Uh-huh. What I'm saying is... Uh Uh-huh. Oh... I don't like uh-huh. women. Okay, me either. Yeah, the way they, All right, I'm the way the you room. like men. I like uh-huh. I like mm-hmm. men the way you like men. Mm. I don't I really like, like men either. Okay, that's. I true. don't like anyone. That's. True. I don't like me. Okay, that's bad. I really like men. I want to fuck them and cuddle with them, and I want to go to the beach. And You're hold adopted. Hands. I'm. <laughs> I'm just gonna cook a bunch of eggs real quick. Who wants pancakes? I do believe, I didn't read too much up on it because I don't care, Um, but she did accept him. She didn't cast him aside like you would think. Yeah, okay. Hold on to that because we're going to get to it at the end. Put that in your pocket and see if you want to bring it out later. (laughs) So shockingly on the left, the people fighting her, there's division and friction. Two main groups, uh, National Organization of Women, now and ERA America now wants to link the ERA to larger issues, abortion, gay their, rights. Their organization is ERA America? ER America. But I'm calling it ERA America. Okay. It's a bad... Right. It, it doesn't seems... work in my brain when I read it. Sure. Erm... Ermica. Aramaca. Aramaca. Uh-huh. ER America. Nice. Ermica. Um, so they want to bring in all the issues uh, ER America wants to just focus on specifically the ERA just fight for that so now rejects uh, working in the patriarchal system E America just wants to change the minds of these old white guys in charge now mm-hmm. um, so yeah 
Mm-hmm. On top of all this, in 1975, Phyllis decided to go to law school. Because mm. she's a fucking asshole. Because she can. Because I'm sure there's someone taking care of her fucking kids. And she's got all these people working for her now. And she acts like she doesn't have time. But she does have fucking time. Because she's doing a fucking interview here and there. I mean, that's what's really fucking happening. Mm. Whatever. In seven, in Sounds nine, like you don't like her. Is <laughs> anyone else giving that sense? People who have all the privileges in the world yeah. and the fucking money in the world and yeah. act like it's hard to go to school no, yeah, you're... compared to someone who is actually like a fucking has a family that they're taking care of working and trying to put themselves to school. It's never the fucking same thing, but they always act yeah. like it is. Born on third and acting like you hit a triple. I don't know what that means. The catcher's taking care of the babies at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1977, Ford lost to Carter, and basically, if you read, you should read Rick Perlstein's books. But um, he, he recently, the recent one comes out. It's about Reagan taking over. It's when the right takes over control of the GOP. And in 1977, the International Women's Year Commission holds a conference. So, women decide they're going to have this massive conference of fucking women and come up with the most important issues to women and present them to leaders. Um, unfortunately, they, they decided they were also going to invite conservatives to this. Yeah. 1,400 delegates are going to formulate a national plan of action to promote equality between men and women, which they would then present to Jimmy Carter. Tons of famous women are there. Feminists expect it to be a huge role-changing moment for the planet, except they invited conservatives. Mm. Phyllis rallies her troops oh boy. to come with the intent to block any important measure. And they make up about 25% of women. As it goes on, it devolves into bitter arguing. Phyllis had organized an alternative conference across town Ugh. to go after they would walk out publicly in mass, knowing what was, they knew what was going to happen. Right. They had it all planned. Right. So counter-protests are also a very common tactic of hers. When there's a protest, she always have a counter-protest. So this is her way of doing it on a much larger scale. The NWC had 10,000 supporters. Phyllis had 15,000 mostly middle-aged, church-going white women. So thousands are, are turned away. Uh, she, the, the venue's not even big enough for all the women that come to Phyllis's thing. Clay Smothers, who was a Texas Republican rep, was cheered as he spoke and called for, quote, victory over the perverts in this country. I want the right to segregate myself from these misfits and perverts. <laughs> it's, it's the same. It's, it's the just, same they're doing now. It's I always... know, but it's so... What? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like perverts are like an organization. Allow us our freedom. We'll never forget that they're doing this and they're like, the Catholic yeah, Church is right. cool. I know, it's, yeah. It never gets out of my mind. I know. It's, ama- it's an amazing p- to pull that off, too. Yeah. To be like, you perverts, didn't you molest kids and cover it up? Shut up, perv. And it's, it's not just the Catholic Church. It's the fucking Mormons. It's the fucking Baptists. Yeah. They're all hiding fucking yeah. molestation. Right. They're professional molestation hiding groups. Um, so uh, Phyllis takes out a half-page ad in a Houston paper during these conventions showing a little girl asking 
Mommy, when I grow up, can I be a lesbian? Oh, my Lord. Wow. And my answer is... Just how it it always played out, too. But my answer is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Mommy, may I come out of the darkness with the flowers? Yep. It's so funny, because if if a kid came to me, I'd be like, yeah, fuck, yeah, go for it. Yeah. To them, I was like, oh, my God! What if she asked that? Well, then you go, fuck yeah. I mean, go at it. Have at it. Whatever you want to do. What? Oh, what an amazing scenario. So funny. Mommy, when I grow up, can I be a lesbian? (laughs) Eat the banana bread. Eat a bunch of it. But right here it says... Oh, God, the fine print? I can only imagine what that fine print says. For example, their proposals to legalize homosexuality would allow divorced homosexuals custody of children, <gasps> thus creating homosexual role models yeah, for, that's right. for how, perceptible just children. Works. Just how it works, for like, sure. It's just all this fucking crazy shit. It's uh, just the same fucking crazy bo- shit. Homos- yeah, fucking <sighs> Of course... Her rally, because it's a counter-rally, gets fucking massive media attention. Of course. Um, fucking A. Oh, in the God. next three months, the ERA was rejected by Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina. Florida refused to debate it. Well, there Indi- we go. India ra- Indiana ratifies it by two votes, the 35th state to do so. So only three more states are needed. This is down to the wire. Congress extends the... So there's a seven... Remember, there was a seven-year deadline. Congress uh-huh. extends it by four years to 1982, but no other states ever ratified it since. Fuck. Phyllis already knew it was dead. In, I think it was... Yeah, 79, she had a, she had a massive celebration with 4, 1,400 prominent Republicans in D.C. There was a wreath draped with a black rest-in-peace ERA ribbon... Fortunately, someone called it a bomb threat, and the room had to be evacuated and searched. All part of God's plan. <laughs> so basically, Phyllis had brought together a bunch of disparate conservative groups, used back the backlash uh, from Roe v. Wade uh, being passed to kill the ERA. And the victory built up their confidence. This was two years before Jerry Falwell found Ugh. the moral majority. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Damn it! Arthur, author uh, Marjorie Spruill believes that Houston, the Houston weekend was the actual birthplace of the Christian right and its influence over the GOP. Few issues of this size have had one person who so influenced the outcome. It would have been ratified in 1976 if not for Phyllis Schlafly. Fucking There nuts. are very prominent, there are very prominent evil people at times in history. And right now, the biggest one is Steve Bannon. Critics and supporters both attribute the defeat to Phyllis. And, of course, God. Yeah, that's so specific for him, him by the way, to Bro. weigh in. I don't think that we should have uh, equality for government employees. <laughs> sorry, what? Yeah, sorry, I don't mean to yeah, I, put uh, my big old god thumb on the scale here, but um, when yeah. I was sort of plotting this all out, as I did, and then I sort of decided right? to let you all figure it out, 
I'd never, for, for the government that I figured we'd all end up establishing yeah. in this specific country, in this specific time. Yeah. And that's why I picked this woman who doesn't blink to um, yeah. sort of shepherd it, if you will. I figured she'd be a perfect little liaison. <laughs> a supporter, quote, we had women praying all day and night. We asked God that if this thing was not in his plan, that he would see that it was defeated. So, okay, let's say he's, let's say he is out on uh, the ERA, right? So he's out on that. Yeah. Why, why do you have to pray influence all night? What a fucking waste of your life. That's how it works. You're just like, what, you gotta he be like, hear... all right, it's what he wants, but we must use the power. No, please, it, please. If he doesn't pick up, hear it, if he doesn't stalkery. hear it, well, he pray wa- once. He leave wants- a message. He'll get it. Yeah, but it's like doing stand-up online. Like you can't hear people laugh, and you're like, I don't know. Is it working? What am I doing? So now you're making it about Gareth's, you son of a I bitch. I am very much so. Now, and ERA America begin using her grassroots tactics, but it's too late. Attacks on her increased, and one guy actually hit her with a pie in the face. You like baked goods, huh? (laughs) I got a recipe. You're facing this pie. (laughs) So they were now, you know, getting arrested and stuff that, Maybe they should have done before. I mean, who knows? You can't go back in time. But Phyllis, of course, uh, was not done. And uh, back to foreign affairs, she went. Oh, fuck. She now became concerned that handing over the Panama Canal was proof America was retreating as a global power and handing the world to the communists. It's really gotten uh, a little bit crazy, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> now I talked to God, and it's about the Panama Canal. What? <laughs> yeah, he might have been drinking. You know, the whole thing is the Panama Canal at this point is a big concern. Thank you, Lord. Good thing I prayed all God, night and you have answered. God wanted us to dig a giant yeah. thing through the middle of the earth yeah, yeah, to get boats through. Yes, the whole concern is the boats at this point. The anti-ERA, anti-abortion wing of the Republican Party dominated the primaries and supported Reagan. Phyllis was on Reagan's Defense Shocker. Policy Advisory Board during the election. Oh, good Lord. Once seen as a religious extremist, Phyllis is now the normal one, and pro-ERA women are seen as the zealots. Wow. Right, so this is when feminist became a dirty word, where it wasn't before. In 1981, she testified before a Senate committee investigating sexual harassment in the workplace. Oh, for fuck's sake. She made it about why women shouldn't be in the military. Oh, for fuck's sake. And how feminists were trying to outlaw motherhood. (laughs) She said people making a big deal out of, quote, the problem of bosses pinching secretaries while they promoted women being drafted was playing political games with the term sexual harassment. Oh, my God. Who's pro-boss pinching? Uh, Go on. Mary Lou Retton. Mm. Not a joke. (laughs) And, quote, non-criminal sexual harassment on the job is not a problem for the virtuous woman. Oh, my God. Jesus, what? That's amazing. I mean, holy fuck. It's your fault, obviously. Well, she comes from, she believes, I think... 
and teeth. Men can do whatever they want. Right. So a man is supposed to ogle, pinch, right. grab, say shit. That's okay because he's being a man, and right. you're not supposed to take offense. Right. That's right. what these type of people believe. Yeah, yeah. You change. Yes. Uh, except in the rarest of cases. When a woman walks across the room, she speaks with a universal body language that most men intuitively understand. Men hardly ever ask sexual favors of women from whom the certain answer is no. Well, that's true. <laughs> Finally, some sense. <laughs> well, yeah, um, for sure. Well, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I misread that. This fucking piece of shit was brought to a fucking congressional hearing yeah. to fucking spout this garbage. She said it was actually about the chemistry that happens when men and women work together every day, which has aphrodisiac effects. Oh, now she believes in science, huh? <laughs> oh well, I mean, I... Okay, when I, grow into, when I go into work, I release a shitload of pheromones. <laughs> Your work is podcasting with me, and I've asked you yes. to stop it. And I won't. Yeah, enough. I get it. Quit bringing that jar with you. <laughs> My pheromones. <laughs> mm. <laughs> An actual sexual harassment is done by feminists because they want women out of the home. Oh, yeah, that's totally... Yep, for sure. Bingo. Yep. That's sexual Again, harassment. the fact that she can say that and everyone doesn't just laugh yeah, at her. Yeah, everyone's like, well, hear her out. <laughs> of course, she had a solution. Oh, no. Bread? Quote, the best thing you can do for mothers, fathers, singles, and children is to cut taxes. <laughs> what the fuck? It's un... I cannot fucking handle this. Are you fucking... What the fuck? <laughs> Like, all right, go with your crazy shit. But now you're like, and I talk to God, easy, listen. Well, you need to cut some taxes for the 1% again. Really? It's called trickle down. It works, I think. <laughs> please, please. It's not just cut taxes. It's cut taxes, cut spending, and let the great American private, private enterprise economy create the jobs and solve the problems which government is inherently incapable It'd of solving. Be intertwining. I mean... It's a cult. They it, are it, cult nuts, members. Nuts. Nuts they how are, you get to the... I mean... Yes. It is, it, it, this, this is no different than you would hear someone in North Korea talking about that fucking guy. Kim, whatever. What's the guy's... The leaders? How dare you... His, what's his name? DeLong? DeLong? Sanchez? <laughs> Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il. But it's, it's, that, it's that amount of, of just brainwashed yeah. fucking gobbledygook No, that is, that is one of the best things about this country is how we're like, those poor North Koreans. <sighs> and then they say shit like this. You yeah, can solve sexual harassment yeah, with tax cuts. It's like, man, okay. we, I would say the best country on earth. Like, man, sure. Seems like it's not going great. An episode of Cagney and Lacey had oh been boy. written with an anti-ERA leader who had mannerisms like Phyllis who received death threats, but then John Lennon was assassinated and there was an attempt on Reagan and CBS pulled the episode. Right. Damn it. Was that for the Reagan not? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
When the Surgeon General finally managed to put out an AIDS education program in 1986, Phyllis was horrified. She said it seemed like it was edited by a gay task force and that he wanted to teach third graders the rules of safe sodomy. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is, what they, this is the same shit as today. This is the same fucking shit. She was upset she now had to talk about condoms in public. They don't want to have to discuss it. Yeah, it come makes in the lamp mad. like her husband. So they get to be victims. Like they now they're like, I'm the victim. I have to talk about comments. I have to like, talk about people rubbers. are dying of AIDS. Yeah, but think about I me. No, it's very difficult on us. Now we have to talk about preventative measures. Phyllis did three-minute radio commercials that aired on three daily. Three-minute? Uh, daily. Three, can you imagine hearing a three-minute radio commercial? Jesus fucking Christ. Also, a couple more things. It's going to be a while. They Turning aired- the dial. I'm here too, motherfucker. Now listen, listen, listen. You know what AM radio is like. A dog could get a show on here. Now listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. Three minutes daily on 600 stations. Oh, she had, fucks. She had a weekly call-in radio show on education from 89 to 2016 on over 100 stations. I'm sorry? <laughs> what? From when? From 89 to 2016? She did weekly television commentaries on CNN from 80 to 83. She pushed for stronger anti-abortion stances in the GOP. She campaigned for H.W. Uh, Bush... And when the issue of Willie Horton, oh boy, a prisoner who had committed rape and murder while on furlough came to light, Phyllis made a documentary with interviews with Horton's victims and victims of other violent crimes while Massachusetts Governor Dukakis was in office. She said it showed, quote, how Dukakis was more compassionate toward murderers and rapists than their victims. Soon after... George H.W. Bush put out their insanely mm. racist Willie Horton ad. So she's the fucking source of that shit. Wow. That, and that, I mean, that is like a... It's the most racist ad campaign and in history. And open, I mean, really did sort of open it up to like, oh, we can do whatever the yeah. fuck we want. Yeah. In 1994, Fred Schlafly died. It's very fair. Phyllis moved to Ledoux, uh, Ledoux? Ledoux? What just, what just happened? Is that a bad place, or did I say it wrong? Oh, money? Rich people? Well, yeah, of course she moved to where rich people are. Rich white people. That's where she's like... Ha, ha, ha. Gated community. Yeah, so it's a St. Louis suburb. She remained involved in Republican politics. In January 2003, CPAC held a 3,000-person banquet to honor Phyllis as the conservative movement's founding mother. Oh, fuck. Motherfucker. She was praised as a woman who opposed, quote, every evil that threatened our children, except the Catholic Church. In 2004, the equal marriage debate inspired Phyllis to write her 19th book. Oh, my God. The Supremacist, The Tyranny of Judges and How to Stop It. An argument about how unelected judges couldn't have so much power. Of course, she supported Donald Trump. Oh, Jesus. 
Well, thankfully, she never got to see him elected because she died of, I assume, very... Very painful, painful cancer, hopefully, on September 5th, 2016, at the age of 92. Oh, my God. 92. Her gay son, John, was by her side. Uh. He is an attorney and a member of the board of the Eagle Forum. Oh, fuck. And he said his mom never hated gay people. We remember he's gay, sir. Someone somewhere. He's like, I'm he's sure, gay, remember? From before. I'm, I'm sure somewhere, somewhere calls him Uncle John. Fuck, fuck. Another son, Andy, is a founder of Conservopedia. Conser- what, for pedophiles? It's a Wikipedia for conservatives. Oh. You never seen Conservopedia? Oh, it's fucking crazy. Like, just go have a gander. You have no idea. Um, and then another son, Roger, is just a full-on white nationalist. So they are still spreading... Eagle Forum is still alive and well. Um, the day she died was the release of her final book, The Conservative Case for Trump. Donald Trump spoke at her funeral, and I don't fucking have it here, but he, he goes up and he gives a thumbs up to everybody, and like, they're all clapping. He's like, it's a great day, it's a great day. Oh, yeah, I got to talk about the lady. What a great day. What a lovely open casket. <laughs> so good to see her one last time. Shave her head and just stick it on mine. Um, so She's going to be cremated. Set it to 375 degrees. <laughs> That's more of a bake. It's slow. Going to braise her nicely. Falling off the bone. As good as it gets. Make her into a stew. I guess I'll stop. <laughs> um, research was done by two uh, women, Anne Mominy and Charlotte George. Man. Fucking A, man. Uh, the bibliography is fucking massive, but I'll say a few. Um, <laughs> Donald Critchlow, Phyllis Schlafly, and the Grassroots Conservatism, A Woman's Crusade, Eric Miller, Phyllis Schlafly's Positive Freedom, Liberation, Liberty, and Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, And then uh, Carol Fessenthal, The Sweetheart of the Silent Majority. Uh, Lynn LaPlante Alloway, How Phyllis Schlafly Turned Me Into a Radical Feminist Lesbian Over Dinner. What? That's awesome. What? So fucking good. She fucking almost turned me into a radical feminist lesbian fucking reading this shit. That's an amazing title. My God. In a dinner. Fuck it. I'm in. We meet in the forest. As soon as the sun sets. By fire. Uh, Judith Warner, She Changed America. Tim Marchman... Phyllis Schlafly finally croaks in Deadspin. (laughs) Jane O'Reilly, the night Phyllis Schlafly went over the rainbow and the baffler. Um, uh, There's a bunch more. I'll put them up online. Uh, uh, Jillian Frank, Phyllis Schlafly's legacy of anti-gay activism. Whatever. She's just a fucking... These are just all... I think I get why you were angry to begin. 
I mean, I have always fucking hated her with a passion. And, you know, some people, if they had died, the world would be at a better place. Like, if this person had gotten hit by a bus, we would all have a much better world. Or a bus. Or a very, very simple. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah. Some people should not have lived. 92 and also is say, I bullshit. Mean, she's a fucking terrible, terrible, terrible human being. Yeah. Their ideas are so fucking backwards and stupid. It's like listening to monkeys chatter. You can't believe what they're fucking saying, and you can't retort it, because you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they keep saying it, and you're like, What's, why am I in a board meeting talking about... I'm in a school board meeting talking about communism right now? What the fuck is happening? Like, we have, got, we have people in our fucking school district doing this, and when it's a very fucking liberal school district, and I, I had to stand up in a school district board meeting and go... You know, people who talk about this, like, communism, generally are fucking fascists. Like, I'm saying that at a fucking board meeting, because they are fucking fascists. It's crazy, and they're everywhere, and then you're in fucking school boards, and they're trying to take over your school boards. So you gotta fucking fight, you gotta fight them at all these places. You gotta fight them at the city council meeting. You gotta fight them, take over your fucking water board. Take over, take over every little fucking thing, because they are. So you got to fight them everywhere. They're out of their like fucking Dave minds. Like Dave said, waterboard them. Like Dave just... You heard Dave. Waterboard them. He's They're, on record. Waterboard them. Thank you so much, St. Louis. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it.